Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, March 3rd, 2021. I am Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. As always, make sure that you are on our Patreon because if you don't, you're a loser and I don't like you. You can go to our patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. Join up there. There are a couple of different tiers, but they're all really great because you get the news before everybody else. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, not bad. Um, all right, so let's get into some news. Of course, it's a it's a show with me and Matt, which means we're going to talk about our favorite thing in the world, which is the Tony Awards. <laughs> define define favorite, Grace. It's like it's like our biggest meme, I would say, as a unit. Yeah, I think like that's besides fair. besides the mass dancer at this point, just because that's become our brand. I think that talking about the Tony Awards is just Broadway radio's like meme. I would say. Yeah, yeah, we do it yeah. better than anybody else. I think we really we and we do we do do it. So let's talk about it. Um. Voting for the Tony Awards has officially begun. The Broadway League and the American Theater Wing has, they've revealed that they're going to start voting now. Great. Okay. March 1st through March 15th, a small window. I think that's a normal window. Um, But the New York Times has reported that out of like 778 Tony voters, you have to have seen the things that you're voting on in order to vote. Um, and there are like 25 prize categories, but the Tonys won't say how many people are actually able to vote in each category. However, producers have predicted that it's slightly fewer than 400 people that are actually qualified to cast ballots for best musical and fewer than that for best play. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> like, that's kukuluku. And also, like, again, we talked about it last week. I talked about it with Ashley like it has been, we, we all know this, but it's just as a reminder, it's been more than a year since a lot of these shows have even like been seen by these people. Yeah. I think this is, this is a little weird when you say that roughly half of the people (laughs) voting can cast ballots for the biggest prize. I mean, it's not surprising when you think about how this stuff normally works. A lot of these voters come from out of town. They see a lot of the shows in the spring because that's when the most things open. Now, 400 Mm -hmm. people, like, that doesn't bother me voting for, like, awards. Like, that's still enough people. I mean, the Golden Globes and all of their Mm -hmm. ridiculousness, they have 87 (laughs) people voting. Like, that's that's a Travis Shamakery. But, like, this is, it's fine. 400 people, like, that doesn't bother me. But what kind Mm -hmm. of bothers me the most... Like Moulin Rouge, which is up for Best Musical and a ton of other awards. Oh my God. That From started 2018? Perform- well, 2019. It started 2019, in, yeah. in like July of 2019. So this, I mean, it, it's been a year and a half, nearly two years for that show. But the thing is, like, I've talked to Tony voters and Tony nominators before. Mm-hmm. They keep incredibly detailed notes. So like that, does, like, I'm sure that they still have all of those notes and like they have all of that. But it just seems like, why is this what we're stuck with? I guess my problem isn't with now that we're here, this is what we're doing. Yeah. My problem is, why is this what we're stuck with? This is a horrible way to do this, mm-hmm. but it was a foreseeably horrible way to do this. You know, like, we knew the longer the League and the Wing pushed this off, that this is what mm-hmm. it would have to be. They very well could have done all of this voting, I don't know, last fall when they made the announcement even. Like, there's yeah. no... That way things would have at least been fresher, um, it's just, just whole thing. Just it, it's so messy and it didn't need to be grace. Yeah. This is just a prolonged breakup and I don't like it. You know what I mean? Like one of these people like went out of town and they were like, no, 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 I'll like get back to you on it. And then they just kept going and going. And it's just like, guys break up with her. Like that's what I feel like it's happening. So yeah. 
I think that's where we can leave that. And then we'll talk about, of course, like how these people are even voting. Cause I, I just feel like there's a lot to discuss yeah. <laughs> in the rest of this Tony conversation. But first we're going to take a moment and talk about our sponsor audible. So Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment in the world. They have the largest selection of audiobooks, original entertainment, and thousands of popular podcasts. And we know you guys are a fan of podcasts, as am I. As an Audible member, you get credit every month that you can redeem for any title in their entire premium catalog, whether it's their latest bestseller, the buzziest new release, the hottest celebrity memoir, I love a memoir, um, or that bucket list classic that you've always wanted to read. There you have it. Yeah, I've been talking about a lot of the theater stuff on Audible mm-hmm. lately because we are a theater podcast, but I want to get to like <laughs> what is their bread and butter, which is audiobooks. So I mm-hmm. I love me a good book, but here's the thing, like I stare at a screen all day long, like whether I'm yeah. editing for the for the day job or doing stuff for this, like I, sometimes my eyes just need a break. So I started reading this new book um, by this British TV presenter named Richard Osman. And the okay. book is called the book is called The Thursday Murder Club. And I love me a good murder <laughs> mystery, which we will talk about a little bit later. Don't laugh. Um, and it's it's a great book. But I switched over listening to it on Audible because I just needed a break. I needed to just relax. I didn't want to put more strain on my eyes. And that's really what Audible is great for. We've got all the theater. We love all of that. But mm-hmm. just curling up for a 12 and a half hour uh, audiobook <laughs> is like a very few things uh, are better than that, Grace. Yeah, I'm literally about to take a 15 hour road trip and Audible is literally the app that is being used. Not yeah. navigation, Audible. <laughs> so if you need to get Audible into your life, visit audible.com slash Broadway Radio or text Broadway Radio to 500 500. That's audible.com slash Broadway Radio or text Broadway Radio to 500 500 to start your 30 day free trial. And just as a reminder, visit audible.com slash Broadway Radio or text Broadway Radio to 500-500. So uh, I want to talk even more about the Tony Award process. So let's get back into that news. The Tony voting process this year is obviously weird as hell. Like it's it's already prolonged. It's already stranger than it has been before. And I just want to kind of break it down. So A lot of different theater companies, producers are having to figure out and finagle ways to campaign. Like it has to go totally digital this year. So to promote a soldier's play, which was by uh, Roundabout Theater Company, they sent a link to stream an archival capture of the show. I'm I'm sorry, my ears perked up a, a streaming link. You say? Yeah, so that's exactly. That's why I want to talk about this. <laughs> so uh, I'm just saying, if there are any Tony voters out there who are listeners, I am not a Tony voter, but if you send me that link, I would love to give you my thoughts on what I think is Tony deserving. I'm just saying, just throwing that out there. Oh, okay. Um, they are keeping tabs, of course, on like how many times these things are watched. Oh. Some of them are, some of them aren't. I know, it's it's interesting, right? So it's nominated for Best Revival of a Play and has several nominations at acting, all these things, right? So Roundabout shot the play in January 2020 and is now making the recording available to Tony voters, as well as Roundabout's donors and subscribers as part of their newly, uh as part of their newly launched streaming service being offered by Roundabout Theater Company. So let's let's talk about that. (laughs) I did not know. I Um, I literally did not know this was happening. I am going to have to figure out how to 
donate or subscribe because like that's a show I was sad that I missed. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though it's an archival production, like if I'm assuming this is like the 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 production that they do for the New York Public Library, so it's not like this great um, you know pro shot. I mean, I'm sure it's good quality and there's probably a couple couple cameras, but this isn't like produced for TV kind of thing. But it but it might not be. It might be the ones that they do when they are doing a normal like archival like they're using the term archival but they might have just pulled one of their recordings that they do with the one camera where they're doing it you know for a put-in or for like tech purposes and that's what kind of scares me about this um so i okay so they're starting they're starting a streaming service essentially with their company um do the actors did the actors know that this would ever this particular filming would ever be used for streaming service they cannot negotiate that they cannot like when it's used for archival purposes when actors and technicians and whomever are like as far as equity and all those things when they're doing their contracts it explicitly states that like the recordings that are ever done are just for the show like to be worked on it's not for yeah. you know, uh, use outside of it. So whenever I'm hearing about these theater companies launching streaming services of archival footage, are, are any of the people that were involved being compensated? Because I don't think that they are. And I, I'm oh. really worried about that. Oh, no, I completely disagree. I 100% think they have to be, because otherwise equity would not let that happen. Equity has been, in my opinion slowing down and stalling the the potential of streaming theater not only during the pandemic but long before it but especially during the pandemic when it could have actually helped people who need the money i I know that it's super complicated but not just equity but a lot of the unions Mm -hmm. I, i i don't think that roundabout would be able to do this did they if they had not negotiated something with uh the unions i could be 100% wrong but i just know from people that i've talked to how much equity in particular and other unions are dragging their feet on this stuff so if roundabouts doing this and maybe they have different stuff because they're they're um technically um a not for profit or maybe i don't know are yeah. they still a lort I, yeah, I think they're still technically on a lort contract so um i well i know lincoln center is i'm not 100 sure yeah, if, yeah, if roundabout yeah. is but like so maybe they have different rules but i just can't see kate Schindel and all of her folks letting this happen if they didn't get their piece of the pie yeah it's just it's confusing because the these people have no power after the fact because they weren't we didn't know we'd be in a pandemic so they didn't film this knowing that we would be doing a streaming service for the tony voters and beyond right totally fair so then i think about like you know i love good speed i love the people there they announced that they're doing the streaming service um I wonder, you know, how far back are they pulling these archival videos? Yeah. You know, are, are, they can't, the people that were in those shows that they might put out do not have the power now to negotiate a contract. They've already done that. So are they just kind of like, oh, well, good, good, glad you guys can watch that now. Like I was out that night or I, you know, my, my voice wasn't where I wanted it to be. I wasn't told that we were ever going to put that in the world somehow. So that's where I feel like it gets kind of shady. And I'm just curious, like if any actors, if, if any show is coming out on any one of these streaming services and an actor's like, Oh, cool. Glad you get to see that. Um, I'm not, I'm not benefiting at all. (laughs) You know, So it's just interesting. I'm just curious about it. 
Yeah, I think that they probably have to be benefiting, but I don't know that for sure. So if I'm wrong, I will happily admit it. But I do I think... want you to be right. I really oh, want I know. you to be right. <laughs> yeah, I think the other part of it, though, is very true. Like, these were mm-hmm. not things that were planned. These were not things that they were able to prepare for. No. It's not anything that they had any say in um, or or forewarning of. So I think that's very true. And, and I think that's definitely something that needs to be discussed, even if equity has taken care of the financial Mm -hmm. benefits of these things. Yeah. So as we learn more about this, we will let you guys know because it's, it's an issue and we should talk about it. So uh, another one of the ways that these people are kind of trying to push Tony voters to listen. um, One of our partners, you guessed it, Audible, you guys, um, Seawall Mm -hmm. Alive and The Sound Inside are both nominated for Best Play and they're doing an auditory approach. So they're going to do, they've done recordings just on Audible for uh, their shows, which I thought that's exciting. Yeah, I like and, that. And these were things they did yes. in a studio they planned for. And yeah. you can get if you start your 30 day trial by going to audible.com slash Broadway Radio or text Broadway Radio to 500 500. So just wanted to get that in. Oh, there you go. See? Oh, it should happen. Uh, a spokesperson for the Tony Awards also confirmed that the voters need to still have seen the production. So even though it's on Audible, that's super cool. It's basically just a refresher. Like, you have to have seen the show. Um, other nominees, like Grand Horizons, um, they're doing, like, a virtual panel. Jagged Little Pill is re-airing a virtual concert from December. And Slave Play has created a website that includes an online version of the script to peruse. So everyone's trying to figure it out, you know, like um, Ken Davenport, notable producer and Ratatouille, the musical Stan. Oh, my God. Uh, was... Oh, my God. You're welcome. And, oh, my God. And yeah. also one of the great villains of today on Broadway. But we won't get into that. L.O. Damn L. Um, he said <laughs> uh, the silver lining this Tony season is its innovation that has been brought to the campaign. Sending materials digitally has allowed productions to reach voters more directly, particularly as they may not be going to their offices while also potentially cutting down on costs. Um, okay, like for sure, but theater isn't digital. Like I appreciate like the word innovation for theater, but I don't think that in this moment, no, this is something we have to freaking do because this is the hand we are dealt right now. But I don't, theater, there's a reason that it's not digital. Like theater is theater, it's live, you know? So I don't think that it's a good alternative, but that's just me. Well, I don't think what he's saying is that this is innovation to replace theater. I think what he's saying is this is an innovation to change how they campaign. I personally think that there should be more streaming theater. Um, I I obviously don't think that anything can replace the experience of being in a theater. Um, But I think that the democratization of to who is able to see theater and how they're able to see it um, is incredibly important. And I think part of that is bringing it online so that people have the opportunity to spend 20 bucks rather than 200. I also think that making tickets available at lower costs and for other people is even more important. But I think this is part of it. But look, I'm whether it's (laughs) Ken Davenport or Charlotte St. Martin, like these are two of like the folks that we have gone after the most um, in our nearly five year history of today on Broadway and nothing. I would put nothing past Ken to make an extra buck. So I think this is all for him about, trying to trying to be the new hot young thing which is interesting yeah, which is something yeah. he's tried to do for 20 years and now that he stopped coloring his hair it's probably not as easy to do anymore oh uh, 
that's a sick burn from Matt. And here we go <laughs> into the last little bit of this. Um, so Matt, now I want you to take us on a journey through the Swap Motel experience that you experienced oh, last yes. week, question mark? Uh, yeah, over the weekend. <laughs> so um, over the weekend on Saturday, I think I attended or I guess participated in this online immersive mystery escape roomy type thing called uh, Plymouth Point from the British production company Swamp Motel, which was founded by two members, two associate members of Punch Drunk, which is this huge international theater company behind Sleep No More and The Drowned Man and a bunch of other like truly, truly revolutionary, immersive, sometimes interactive theatrical experiences. So I did Plymouth Point by myself, which is not actually how it's recommended. They say it's for groups of two to six people. And the thing is, obviously, since the smart ones amongst us are still quarantined and not gathering in groups, you can put a group together of up to six on Zoom so that you can all participate together. You just like the person who's in charge shares their screen and then you all participate together. So I didn't do that. So I just did it by myself. But the show or I guess mystery begins as a Zoom meeting of an apartment building or a flat building meeting because it's in London. Um, it's kind of like their neighborhood watch type thing. And apparently one of the residents named Ivy has gone missing. And Catherine, who's this older woman who's in charge of the watch, needs help looking for her online as she is just a smidge technologically challenged. So that's where you come in. From there, you like try to track her down via Facebook and email and you follow all these breadcrumbs across the internet. You watch videos and listen to recorded conversations, which includes the great Dominic Moynihan from Lost and Lord of the Rings, whom I have loved Lost mm. and Dom for many, many years. Him interviewing... He's got a good nose. Yeah, him interviewing Elijah Wood secretly. <gasps> have you seen that video? No. Oh my what? God. It is so funny because they were both in Lord of the Rings. They yeah, were doing yeah. They were doing a press junket and uh, Elijah didn't know who was like interviewing him. And he was doing this fake accent. It was hilarious. I'll find it and put it in the show notes. But anyway, so um, you also like make phone calls to get to the bottom of what turns out to be this like huge centuries old conspiracy hiding in plain sight and like the most esteemed corridors of power in London. And what's great about Plymouth Point is that you follow what is truly a really compelling, interesting, kind of almost like you know, galaxy brain conspiracy theory, tinfoil hat story. Um, mm, mm. And and it's not just like a guided mystery though. It's not like you're just following these like, okay, then you do this, then you do this. Like you really have to do some Holmesian level deduction. Um, <laughs> there were a few points when I was like, okay, what the hell am I doing wrong here? And then Catherine, our old lady friend will like pop up in the zoom chat and like, Oh, have you tried this looking for her? And of course, that's exactly what I need to do. Um, but it's really an engaging mystery. It ta only takes about an hour, although you are given up to like 75 minutes in case you need it. But honestly, I wish it had gone on a little longer because I got to the end and I had like this feeling of wanting to keep going, wanting to see what happens next. So while I was disappointed that it ended so quickly, I suppose the goal of any show is to leave you wanting more. So mm -hmm. good job there. Um, but Plymouth Point is one of three experiences from Swamp Motel currently uh, going on now along with the mermaid's tongue and the kindling hour and i am 100 planning on doing both of those because grace this was super right up my alley um we will have a link to swap motels website in the show notes and i really really recommend um that you check these out if they sound like something you'd be into because they were truly truly a ton of fun oh that's so nice i love hearing that i think the night you were doing it i was i was designing a tote bag and i was i'm not joking when i say 
I was actually really enjoying it and it was taking up most of my night, but what you did sounds way more fun. And now I'm regretting working on my tote bags, but it is what it is. That's how I spent my night. Um, (laughs) for my feel good recommendation, I'm going to talk about Laurie Hernandez's new floor routine to room where it happens because it gave me life. It gave me joy and it was so cool. (laughs) It's so good. And I love Laurie Hernandez. Like she is so good Mm -hmm. on social media. So good on, um, on the TikTok, as the kids say. Yeah, it, it was really cool. And of course, we'll include it here because if you haven't seen it, it's super fun. And I just love this integration of like, yeah, you can enjoy theater in all the ways and it doesn't have to, because yeah. I feel like this was something that we did like 20 years ago with like Les Mis, where we used Les Mis for every like, routine every like ice skating thing was too yeah. lame is like you know what i'm saying well, and so it, it's just exciting that we've gotten back into this thing of like yeah we're putting musical theater back in the culture this is going to be a a, a reference that very few people will have any firsthand knowledge of but i believe the lsu marching band louisiana state university marching band Stop. like i'm telling you um the the opening notes of lame is i think of of look down i think maybe um they play them all the time during an lsu football game that Dun dun dun, yeah. dun dun like I think that's what they play yeah. all the time. Um, so you'll hear that like watching a good SEC college football game, you will hear <laughs> Les Mis, which is totally bonkers for like the college football musical theater Venn diagrammers. Well, as as a person who did both and loves both, we stand, and I appreciate that. No. So. Guys, don't forget to be on our Patreon. Like I said earlier, I will bully you into it. It's www.patreon.com slash broadwayradio and listen to us all the time on broadwayradio.com. Of course, you can head to the Audible app or visit audible.com slash broadwayradio or text broadwayradio to 500-500, which is like the easiest thing in the world. I don't know why you don't do that. Just do that. That's way easier. Um, Thank you guys, of course, for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. I'm super annoying on it, but it's adorable. I promise you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at It's Grace Aki. Matt, where can people stalk you? They can stalk me at Matt on both Twitter and Instagram. Oh, and you should. It's fun. Thank you guys so much. And uh, I will talk to you tomorrow. 